Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. You can't really take him a day off as a person. You can't go out there and be a moron. It doesn't work like that. The Nightcap. We're eating their food. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, I got to talk fast. I got to go fast. I got about 20 minutes. Our first bridge nightcap of the season. And we are an hour and 15 minutes, under an hour and 15 minutes away from the NFL season officially getting underway. Can you feel it? Are you getting ready? You getting your snacks together? You get your pizza order in? You got your drinks of choice all stocked up and ready to go in the refrigerator? I made plans, I hope you did, because the first night of football I think is a pretty cool night to be together with friends or family, you know, watching the game, and, you know, not my favorite matchup in the world, but I like it. Anytime Aaron Rodgers is on national TV, it's going to be cool, so if you're driving around, if you want to listen on the radio, you can do that right here on WGR, we'll have the game with coverage starting in about 25 minutes, kickoff for Bears and Packers, is at 8.20. I do want to get a little bit into the Bills and the Jets, though, because I've only got one show tomorrow. I will be on pregame with you, though. Sunday morning, me and Nate Geary will have our first pregame show together at 11 a.m., taking you up until kickoff on the Bills Radio Network and here on WGR. That's 11 o'clock on Sunday. And not it's. I kind of wanted to make the point right at the top here that it's pretty, it's pretty cool, I think, at this point, how healthy the Bills are, and we don't have to think about excuses to why they might not be good this season. Like that's just a that's a world I don't want to live in, where we aren't really able to evaluate the coach, the GM, the quarterback, any of it because of injuries. Now, in particular, I'm thinking of Allen for that, but also you know a lot of other positions, and the Jets are a team right now that I'm thinking about. And looking at them and thinking, yeah, they kind of have that right now. They have injuries in their secondary. They have injuries on their offensive line. They uh, Their number one receiver, Robbie Anderson, is a little banged up, although he will play against the Bills. So they've already kind of started down that pathway for Adam Gase to where if they go six, seven wins this year and they're injured the whole year, they can just go, yeah, well, if we didn't have the injuries that we had, then we really were would have been where we wanted to be. And I just want the Bills to get through the season healthy enough to where that's not something that can be said. Not just for that, because that's just thinking about, you know, the negative side of what could happen. But the positive side, obviously, so sometimes you get to the playoffs, you get to late in the season, the best team is just the healthiest team. A lot of times that can be the case. So the Bills are off to a good start on that front. Uh, Tyler Croft was limited yesterday. 
I would be stunned if he played against the Jets, but it looks like he'll play in the next couple of weeks. And I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's a pretty good player. I think he's the best tight end on the roster right now, not knowing really what Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney will give you as rookies. But historically in the NFL, it's very rare that a tight end will be dynamite in his rookie year. So Croft will be a a welcomed addition once he does return, but it doesn't look like he'll play against the Jets. That's about it. Andre Roberts yesterday, I don't really care if Andre Roberts plays. I didn't want him here in the first place. I think Isaiah McKenzie is a very good returner. I think Micah Hyde is fine at it. We had the special teams coordinator today saying that he thinks Robert Foster can do it too. I'm not too worried if Andre Roberts is your your big injury right now. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you got any thoughts on the Bills in the next 15 minutes, get them in and we'll get you right on here on uh, the Nightcap on WGR before we get you to Bears and Packers. Let's go to Mike. Mike, what's up, man? You're first up on the Nightcap. Hey, man. Um, just wanted to comment on the Bills rushing attack. Sure. Here. Um, you know, I really don't want them to get stuck in thinking. I know they said committee, but I, I want Devin Singletary to lead the charge and then have Gore come in to support him maybe on like a long drive. Um, and, and like Yeldon on third down or passing downs. On passing downs. Yeah, I kind of hope that's where they end up too. That'll all depend though. I, I think they will do it if Singletary pressures them into doing it because think of it this way they already allowed Devin Singletary to make a decision for them LaShawn McCoy is not here because of what Devin Singletary I think did in training camp and in the preseason which would allow me to think hey if he starts looking dynamite in the first couple of weeks I would like to think that they they'll do what you're saying here which is hey if he looks good let's go all in with the kid right 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 and then just one more quick uh, question. You guys, on the TBT thing today, uh, you said the last time the Bills opened up, yeah. this thing was in, like, 2012. Was, didn't they open up against them yeah. two or three years ago? Yeah, they did. Thanks for the call, man. We did mess that up. Uh, 2016, I think, was the last time that they did it. Um, so that was the time before that. But, yeah, that happened. Um, the other thing I was thinking about with the Bills and the Jets, specifically the Jets, their expectations – are, you know, it's the place that they're in. They're not doing what Miami are doing. They're not rebuilding with Adam Gase. They brought Adam Gase in because they want to win right now. Otherwise, I think you'd bring in a different head coach. And I think you'd make moves to start tearing stuff down rather than building it back up. It almost it looks like a reload rather than a rebuild. But what are you really reloading from? I like the Jets. I know that if I put a poll up right now on Twitter, who do you think is going to be better this year, Bills or Jets? Because 95% of my followers are probably Bills fans, that poll is going to come back 95%, 99% in favor of the Bills. But in reality, the odds of that happening are much closer to 50-50. These two teams are legitimately close. And Connor Rogers, who we had on earlier today on Chopin the Bulldog, He made an interesting point that I think I'm starting to think about. He said, Bills and the Jets, Bills and Jets fans, if they lose this game, either side, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. And I get that. I get that. If the Bills lose to the Jets on Sunday, it will feel about as rough as it can get for a week one loss. Not only is it a divisional game, but... And not only is it a season filled with expectations, unlike we've seen in a long time, 
but it happens to be the team that you are always compared to. It's the young quarterback that is always compared to Allen. If you lose to that team, it is going to feel like it's a tough one to swallow. But to me, it's not going to change anything I think about the Bills for this season if they lose that game. I I don't expect them to lose the game, but if I had to predict it, if you made me predict it, it's almost a coin flip for me. I would take the Jets on at home. I think these teams are so close, I would expect them to split. And if I expect them to split, I think I'm picking the Jets to win their home game and the Bills to win their home game. And when you really dive in and look at the schedule, you've got your bye week in week six. What do you really have to be going into that bye week? What do you have to be? You want to be five and one. Realistically, I could very I could very much look at this schedule and say, Jets, winnable. Wanna know? Giants, I should they stink. You should beat them. Cincinnati's not that good. I should beat them. Tennessee's not that good. I should beat them. It's very easy to look at that schedule and think four and one. But realistically, you're not you're almost never beating New England. I'm never gonna say you're beating New England. And then I've got four games. You gotta be perfect in those four games. And I do think the Bills are better than at least three of those teams. But even the best teams in the league aren't perfect against teams that they're not be- that they're better than. New England drops some games once in a while. They lost to Miami last year. It happens. And the Jets, like I said, are kind of a coin flip to me. Three and two. You need to be three and two, I think, going into that bye week. And I think that's a realistic expectation for them to be three and two. Now, here's the other thing, though. I've repeatedly said I think this is a nine and seven football team. I think they are on the verge of a 10-6 and six playoff run. I also think they're on the verge of a, st- a step, not a step back, because you would be technically taking a step forward from 6-10, and 10, but 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, I could see that too. That would not stun me. 10-6 and six wouldn't stun me. Hell, 11-5 wouldn't really even stun me. But what, you got to find, for me, you got to find somewhere to win that I don't expect you to. And maybe that is sweeping the Jets. If you think they sweep the Jets, they're, they're, it's a, very likely they're getting to 10. Because if I give you the Giants and the Bengals and the Titans and Miami twice and Washington, who stinks, and Denver, who I don't think is very good, like it's you have a very easy time, I think, getting to 10 wins if you sweep the Jets. And the Jets are probably thinking the same thing, vice versa. Hey, if we really want to make a go at this, if the AFC East wants a second playoff team, the Bills or the Jets, who are the realistic team to do that, probably has to sweep the other. Considering how good the AFC is and how small the margin for error predicts to be with three really good teams in the AFC North and the Ravens, Bengals, and Steelers. Not the, not the Bengals, the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. Force a habit there. It's you know still kind of getting in the rhythm of thinking of the Browns as a really good team. Uh, the AFC West, like the Chargers and the Chiefs are great. The AFC South. Who really knows what's going to happen in the South, but you could really make an argument any four of those teams uh, are going to make the playoffs. The margin for error is going to be really slim. And if the Bills and the Jets split, maybe there's a very good chance that neither make the playoffs. That's probably the case. Whereas, if the Bills are able, if they really do want to get that one extra win that it might take to get in the playoffs, maybe you do have to beat sweep the Jets. But I wouldn't want to expect them to do that. 
I like that quarterback. I like that offense they've got going. The defense is a bit of a question mark at this point. But I would tell you right now I like the Jets offense more than I like the Bills offense. And that matters a whole lot more to me than the defense side of it. So Sunday is a pretty big game. Because it's, it's not just the start of the season, but it is the team that you're compared to all the time. And this would be your opportunity to get out ahead of them. Because if you do want to make the playoffs and you do think you have to sweep the Jets to do that, well, getting off on the right track and beating them on the road, then that, that's a real statement. That's a real statement. Suddenly, you look at the schedule and it's so much easier to get to 10, especially when you would have an impressive victory like that, not knowing how they would get it. So, we're a couple days away. I'm excited for this game, as all Bills fans are. I'm excited for Sunday. I'm excited for that 3 to 4 o'clock window when you put on the Red Zone channel and it's just chaos all over the league. And um, Andrew Siciliano, I think is the guy who hosts it, is going all over the place. Like He's going nuts. He's, he's down in Red Bulls. He's going back and forth, game to game to game. There's like four teams in the Red Zone. Four of them are within a score, at least. And there's some good games this Sunday. There's a couple. It's not really as many as I think you would have liked. It's not a, the greatest week one schedule in the league, but there are a couple of good games. Um, I think the night games are really where I'm most uh, looking forward to, which kind of stinks for the red zone part of it, but Patriots-Steelers has always got its intrigue. Especially since, think about that game. That's the Sunday night game, which would have been tonight, by the way, if this were a normal season. 100th season, obviously, if you didn't know. That's why it's uh, not the Super Bowl champion playing tonight. It's Bears-Packers instead of probably would have been Patriots-Steelers. Patriots-Steelers Sunday night. That game? Man, I like I do this pick'em. So Paul Hamilton here at the station, he runs a a, a pick'em, uh, a pigskin pick'em group that where you just pick the game, you pick the winner of every game all season. And I went through and I did those today. And I'm picking team by team. I got the spreads open too because I'm, I'm like to go off of that a little bit. I'll usually pick a big favorite. But if it's a tight window, I'll go uh, I'll go with the upset a lot of times. Like the Cardinals I have this week. I think they're a two and a half point underdog at home to the Lions. I'm picking Arizona in that game. I like the Cardinals. Normally they'll go with the spread. And I was staring at that Steeler-Patriot game. I think the Patriots are a three and a half point favorite. And if you've heard my show over the past couple of weeks, I've kind of landed on a position of thinking the Patriots are going to take another step back this year. Maybe we don't see it because of how easy their schedule is, but I think that team takes a step back in how good they are compared to some of the past seasons. They already kind of did that last year. I mean, 3-5 and on the road. And Pittsburgh, I'm not really thinking about them taking a step back. I don't care that they lost Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. Brown more so than Bell, but Juju is great. I think they'll be just fine on offense. And I think James Conner is just as good as Le'Veon Bell, and if he's not, he's doing the same thing, so who cares? If New England really has taken a step back, then Pittsburgh beats them on Sunday Night Football on the road. I'm not predicting that's going to happen, but that'll be the first real test 
to see what New England is. I'll be looking to see what New England is just as much as I'm looking to see what the Bills are. I think it's it's a bigger question mark what the Bills are, but to me, I am thinking about the Patriots. I am thinking about them a lot. And that first game for them, just like the Bills-Jets game, is a it's a gauge to see how good those teams are. Right away, I think you get a really good gauge to see how good New England is when they have to play Pittsburgh. They have to play Roethlisberger. The team they normally dominate at home. Despite the fact that the Steelers have been consistently good for over a decade. New England always beats up on them in Foxborough. That game, man. I'll be maybe as excited about the Bills season if Pittsburgh beats New England as I would if the Bills beat the Jets. Because that way the division is up for grabs. And as I've said before, I can see... I wouldn't be surprised if you get 10 wins. And I don't think you need to beat the Jets for that. I think that's maybe one of the best pathways to do it. But I can see them making the playoffs if they don't beat the Jets. But if you don't get a team like Pittsburgh beating New England, for how easy New England's schedule is already, if this division really is going to come into play, then honestly, maybe Pittsburgh is uh, the team you really need to win this week. To think that that might be uh, open for business, I uh, it's it's you know it's a sad day too for me in part. It's a happy day because the NFL season is getting underway, but it's also a sad day for me because it's the end of fantasy draft season. It's the end of fantasy draft season. September fifth, there's an hour left before the game. Some people are doing some last minute drafts. I know the WGR league that Paul runs is drafting right now, but or about to be. But it was fun. I was in six leagues this year. That's the most I've ever done. I did four last year. A couple of best balls, though. Um, I, I think I've tapped out. If you're thinking about getting into more and more leagues, maybe you found out. Like Find what your limit is. And then make sure you don't go over it. Because six is it for me. I made... Three trades today in three different leagues. And the amount of effort and the amount of thought that really when you when you dive into it and you take out like what you're thinking about and how much stuff you're reading and how much research you're doing when you're making all these trades, if you're trying to do it right like I am. Between those three trades I did today, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It really is a lot, and I don't know how some people do like 20 leagues, but six is definitely uh, is definitely my limit. And um, But it is a sad day, so end of fantasy draft season, it was a good one. There were a lot of holdouts, so it was a tough one. Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, and um, Antonio Brown. I didn't even get into the Antonio Brown stuff. That's all right, I got a full show tomorrow to do that. But I got to go. I got to run. We've got football tonight, and it's coming up next right here on WGR. If you're missing that that big, booming Westwood One voice, stay tuned because that's going to intro you into the night of Packers and Bears, which we'll carry right here coming up next on WGR.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.